Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits. Relationships, finance, mental health, work. And we aren't sugarcoating anything. No way, old way. This is real life, real moms, real advice. And we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So what I wanted to talk about today was going back to pre-kids before we had children and kind of comparing our lives then and now. Like what can you go back and notice change the most in your life? Lacey? Like physically, oh emotionally, <laughs> spiritually? Well, physically well, right now for you. <laughs> well, uh, so I'm like, Yeah ready to pop out uh, another child. But I do distinctly remember this moment and I can't remember if it was during pregnancy or during like the first year of motherhood. But I very distinctly had this moment where I went to like, like I use waterproof mascara. We talked about this before. So like even if you like wipe it off at night, it still like leaves a little like residue when you're sleeping and then you have to like do it again in the morning. So I distinctly remember waking up one morning and I couldn't get the mascara off <laughs> under my eyes and it, it wasn't mascara. And so like that moment where you're like, like trying to wipe off the dark circles that, that are just part of you now, like physically, like that's kind of how I would define my experience with motherhood. <laughs> that is pretty damn good. <laughs> I had someone I went into work and uh, they were like, oh, what did you do? You've got black eyes. And I mean, my eyes look like I got punched in the face, had a broken nose. <laughs> I mean, they're just that dark. That's so funny. Oh my God. I didn't know where that story was going to go for a minute. I was thinking maybe it was like <laughs> like semi-permanent tattoo because it had just like sat there so long. It had like stained. Yeah. Or like your kid like drew on you with a Sharpie or something. I don't know. Um, I would say my biggest change, like has been shifting my focus to almost never thinking about myself anymore. Oh yeah. You know, like in the beginning, before you have a kid, you, not that you're always like thinking of yourself, but like if something is going on in your life, you evaluate how it's going to affect you. Whereas I feel like ever since I found out I was pregnant with my first, my first thought is always, how is this going to affect my family? And not so much me. So I think that's been my biggest change for sure. Like physically, you know, we all have our changes post kids, but I would say that's my biggest thing that I, and you can't even go back to it ever, I don't think. Right. I also notice myself like just willing to like just give my kids things that I wouldn't have maybe done in the past. So like, for example, we were eating pizza tonight and I was like about to eat like my last like little piece of pizza. And my kids are like, oh, mommy, I'm so hungry. And then I was like, like literally like I hadn't put it in my mouth, but I like 
pretty much took it out of my mouth and gave it to them <laughs> instead. And it was like, like a bird, you know? Yeah. Well, but it's like that, like you just put them first. And so then it's like, you know, so maybe I wasn't completely full, but now I know they have had enough, you know? And, and yeah. so I think I find myself doing that and, that's kind of a slippery slope though, because it, it's mm-hmm. really easy to then put yourself just completely on the back burner and not take care of yourself at all. And I'm starting to wander into that territory, which we can talk about later. But I want to hear Crystal's thing too, because we haven't gotten to you yet. So my biggest thing was, um, gosh, so much, I've changed so much since I became a mom, but physically I... So I had a rough-ish pregnancy. I was sick really the whole time and just felt like a bag of trash. But I love it when you say that. (laughs) I felt I just felt like ass the whole time. I felt like a bag of trash. A dumpster fire. Exactly. (laughs) Is that like a Midwest thing or a crystal thing? I think it's a crystal thing. The ditches thing too? No, I don't think that's a saying. I think I just pulled that one out. Um I love it. Anyway, sorry. I think it's like the nicer way to say bag of dicks, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but even that, like, I'm not sure what that exactly feels like. (laughs) True. Okay. So we can all, like, let's just agree that we can all understand what a bag of trash would feel like. A thousand. Exactly. Amen. I think only a mother can really truly appreciate (laughs) what a bag of trash feels like. Be like, oh, yeah, I can relate to that feeling. I don't know exactly what it is, but I I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. That's funny. And then I went into labor and the labor and delivery was pretty easy. I mean, not easy, I guess, but I mean, in comparison, it was like a piece of cake compared to the pregnancy. And then um, I had an epidural. It worked great. And then my epidural wore off and it was like an hour and a half after she came out. I had a vaginal delivery and I, they were like, okay, we're going to move you to postpartum. You got to get up and pee first. And I was like, Okay like waiting for them to help me. And they're like, okay, you can go to the bathroom. It's right there. I'm like, with what legs? You know, like I still couldn't <laughs> feel my legs. Like, how am I going to walk? And I like, she's like, oh, it'll be fine. So I start to get up and like, I cannot walk. Like my legs, I'm like, this is still working. Like I have no legs. So they like helped me to the bathroom and I peed or whatever. And then they um, wheeled us to the postpartum room. And then later when I tried to get up, like I could feel my legs again. I mean, I was like sore and kind of felt beat up, but I just had a baby, you know. When I went to stand again, I couldn't stand. Like I just couldn't bear weight. Like my hips hurt so bad. And I, again, had just had a baby and I didn't really know what that felt like, you know, your pelvis shifts or whatever. And then after, you know, the next day or so, like I could bear weight, but it was pretty painful. And then before we got discharged, I mentioned it to my doctor and she's like, oh, it's just your ligament stretched or whatever. Okay. So I thought it'd be fine. Went home and was just like really hobbling around. I had like a third degree uh, tear on top of everything. It was pretty swollen. So I just felt, again, like a bag of trash. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe you just said it wasn't that bad. And then now you're saying all of this. No, but the actual, yeah. deli- like the labor and delivery was fine. It was like mm-hmm. zero problems. So then it was just like, I I healed. It took a few weeks, but I mean, I was just like, my just hips were not right. They just, it hurt to sit, it hurt to stand, to walk. I mean, it just wasn't right. So I just kind of like 
dealt with it for about six months. And then I was like, I can't stand this anymore. And I went to see a sports. Can't believe doctor. you waited six months. Well, I think I brought it up at my she was six. on the back burner. It, true. Yeah. Yeah. I think I brought it up at my six months, but um, again, it was just like, you just had a baby, you know, you gotta let time, let it settle, let things heal. Anyway, I had bilateral labral tears in both my hips and I had to have surgery in both hips, 12 weeks apart, non-weight bearing for six weeks after each time. And that was a lot. Like I was barely walking on the one hip when I had surgery on the other one, but. How did you do that with a newborn at home? It wasn't easy. I mean, by the time I had surgery, I think she was 10 months old because, you know, with scheduling and trying to get off work. Uh, yeah, I, but that's like when they start to yeah. walk and you have to chase them. Yeah, I couldn't. It was hard. I cried. I almost didn't have surgery because I just the thought of not being able to care for her because I couldn't I couldn't even bend like bend over to pick her up. You know, like I couldn't I was couldn't do anything on my own with her. And um, I, it's like vague to me now. I feel like it was so long ago, but um, I rehabbed both my hips for a, a year. I was in physical therapy three times a week for a year. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. And then, so I rehabbed that for a while. And even once after a year, I still didn't feel like a hundred percent. I felt better. wasn't in pain all the time, but I just didn't feel like stable. I just felt like unstable. And, um, but once I started working out and really paying attention to fitness and getting those muscles stronger, I feel like a million dollars. I feel great now. I a hundred percent think it was worth it. I've had a few moms ask me about this because I knew I had the surgery and it really goes underdiagnosed. Like a lot of women bring this up to their OB and their OB is just like, oh, it's just childbirth. It's just normal. It's fine. And it just really it gets missed and it sucks. It was like a really big deal in my life. So is that something that would keep you from having more kids, do you feel like? Well, at first, yes. I was like, I'm never doing this again, ever, 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 never. And then my ortho surgeon said I could have you know, a C-section, but then that's another big surgery. surgery. You don't really want to just put on to yourself if you didn't need it. And I had talked to my OB and she's like, well, we could try you know, regular and just be really careful you know, because they attribute it to, I had like I forget what it's called, but like these, um, it was something congenital I was born with where I had like extra like pieces of bone there. So extreme lithotomy, just like they were about, they were going to tear regardless one day, you know what I mean? And that just like put it over the edge. Yeah. Are you more likely now to tear that same ligament again? No, because they did the um, osteotomy. Okay. So they got rid of that little bone. Right. So, and then um, they reattached everything. So I'm in better shape now than I was then. Yeah. So, but yeah, it happens to a lot of women with extreme lithotomy. They get the labral tears, but so that's, that's insane. A, yeah. And that's something I'd never heard of that before it happened to no, me. No, they don't yeah. tell you about anything. That's like what our first episode was like, all the things that they don't tell you. Yeah. But um, so physically that's how I was different. But I think if anything, it, it was a good thing because it led me to be healthier and be more conscious of what I do with my body and I don't know. I think I'm better in better shape now than I ever was. And emotionally, I was kind of an asshole, I think, before. I mean, never like a true asshole. I was just really self-centered and selfish. Yeah. You know, it was me, me, me. And I'm not like that You didn't at have all anyone anymore. else to worry about. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, an only I child. Like 
Yeah, I was an yeah, only sure. child. I just didn't, you know, I took care of my husband, but I was yeah, but like, you don't have to think of anybody else but you. Like, when you want to go somewhere, you just pick up and go. You don't have to think about anything mm-hmm. else. You just have, and now, can you imagine just like picking up and going? Like, that's impossible. Yeah. Like, everyone's totally. got to their shoes on. Everyone's got to go to the bathroom first five times. Everybody's got to get their lovey and 25 drinks and 12 snacks. <laughs> the time you get out the door, it's like four hours after you actually wanted to leave. I know. Yeah. And then <laughs> you have to go, think, probably. like, can we go? Is the store even open? Are we under quarantine? Do we have masks in the car? It's like there's just a whole other level to it now that's just like, it's not worth it. <laughs> no. I know. Just stay home. <laughs> yeah. Stay home and get delivery. I do feel so, like I'm like I have a softer heart now. I feel like I'm a nicer person yeah. and I have a softer heart. She's definitely yeah, I feel mellowed like, me out. Do you feel like you look at everybody else and like give them more grace and think like that's somebody's child? One that's how I think about it. Yes. Do you find yourselves like I don't know if it's like a self-selection targeting or it's just a like noticing things more, but like I was pregnant and like around the time that I had my son and it just like, I, I still notice it, but now I make a conscious effort to not like click on them. But like the saddest freaking stories that oh, happen to children, yeah, nope. Nope. like show up like everywhere. It's like on my newsfeed, on my email, yeah. like somehow they like find me and then yeah. I'm like, oh boy. So now I like just train myself to not click on them and be like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It it happened. It didn't happen to my kid. So because like I would like read these stories and be like, okay, like how did this happen? And then how can I make sure it doesn't happen to my kid? Yeah. I and, still suffer from that. And I think yeah. like partly it's <laughs> so you can hide that on like any stories you see like that. You can choose to hide them and show less of them from your news feed. But truthfully, but it's not I on still Facebook. Deal it's with on it. the news. It's yeah. on oh, the Oh yeah, TV. I just stop it's watching on, everything. Yeah, like you just have like you go to like People Magazine to see what Kate Middleton was wearing, and there's this like horrible like child like tragedy story Literally. that's like on their front page. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's just like following me. Literally a second ago, I went to people.com because I wanted to see like what happened in the freaking celebrity world. And the first story I see is, do you guys watch Housewives of, Bever- of um, Orange County? Yes. No. Do you remember Cara Keogh? She was like the daughter of- Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Je- uh, Jenna? No. no. No, Jenna was the daughter, right? No, Cara Keogh was the daughter of- um, What was her name? Crap. I can't G- remember. Gina? Gina. Yeah. Yeah, Gina. So, that's what I was anyway- Literally, the first story I see, her child died during childbirth. And of course, I click on it to torture myself further. And then her dad died like a week later. I don't know if that was COVID-related or not, but her kid died because of uh, shoulder dystocia and core um, compression during childbirth. I read read it and I was like, oh, God, how am I going to get this out of my head now? That is why I can't read stories. Like, I just don't go online. I, I mean, I go online, but I don't read things because I feel like some people I feel like have no problem with that but definitely after childbirth something snapped in my head where like Mm -hmm. the chemical makeup is not right anymore and I get stuck (laughs) on stuff like that yes I swear I I have so true it's like it's like the softer postpartum anxiety I swear I still think that's what it is I'm like and frequently I find myself thinking like do I need to be like medicated for this I think it's just maternal anxiety. Mm -hmm, I do. There's no way everybody goes down this path all the time. No, I think it's like a softer heart and you just, you have empathy for a mom and what she could be going through. And you're just like, it's You have a new perspective too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But do you like fixate on it for weeks? Because I do. I obsess over it. 
I remember There's like the cruise ship thing with the little oh, girl like God. that bothers me. So that was oh, yeah, horrible. that's still see I dealt with that for like weeks like literally I fixated on it. I couldn't get it out of my head and I think it like severely traumatized me. So I feel like there's definitely something not right unless this is what everyone goes through, what every mom goes through and what they tell you, like, you'll never be the same. Is this what they're referring to? <laughs> I think so. I mean, the news sucks. will always make you cry. <laughs> yeah. And like commercials, I, just everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I vividly the remember, commercials this year. No, I vividly <laughs> remember the first few months, She, you know, I was up breastfeeding and just scrolling. And I remember reading the article about dry drowning. And the article oh, about yeah. like the the twin that died on when the dresser collapsed on him, mm-hmm. and I I mean I swear we secured there's you we can't ever move out of this house because everything's like <laughs> nailed. To the, the walls wall. will come with you, right? <laughs> yes, it's insane. It's just insane. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. I know the horror stories. You know, I feel like you're right. Maybe people did deal with this always, but it just wasn't so like in your face. Like we didn't have social media throwing it constantly in your face or the media and all this stuff. Like you would hear about it once in a while. But right now, I mean, like you can't. And if you click on one, they keep showing you more things like it. So it's crazy. It's definitely hard to avoid. So let's like on that same thought of like the emotional aspects of parenting. Here's something that I've been personally reflecting on a lot lately because I, I don't know, I feel like in many ways I've like lost myself in motherhood and it's really easy to just put your kids first and, you know, like for so long, like I used to read books. I used to take like physically take like four books on a vacation with me because I could just like sit there and read four books on a vacation on a beach somewhere and just love it. And I haven't like read a personal fiction, like enjoyable book for myself in since I like probably became a mom because it's either like I have just enough time to read like whatever parenting book I have problems with at that moment or you know like you're just like hunting for parenting information online and and so I just find myself like like losing myself and, and there are times when it's like I will go to like I'll go to a massage or take like half a day and go to the spa or my husband will be like, I know you're really struggling today. Like, why don't you just take, take a little bit of time? It's not like, you know, I say struggling, but it's like, you know, it's, he'll just like be nice and say like, now, why don't you go take a little time and do a coffee date or do happy hour with your friends or do something like that. And, but then like when I come back, it's always like, so you feel better now? You all better? And it's like, no, like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's like that was two hours and we're dealing with like four years of deprivation in some aspects. Like, no, two hours isn't going to cut it. So something that I've personally needed to address and been focusing on, and this is also part of taking yourself off the back burner, is like finding ways of, it's not just like pampering yourself here and pampering yourself there, but like taking care of yourself every day, even if it's like meditating for five or 10 minutes, like some little thing to just like take care of yourself every day and like focus on yourself because just deciding to focus on yourself four times a year isn't going to cut it. <laughs> right. Does that make sense? No, totally. Am I the only person who no. struggles with this? You completely <laughs> have to address your mental health or you'll lose your shit, at least for me. I mean, I... I came to this realization 
a little while ago and I'm on the other side of it. But I, I was there. I was totally gone. My total identity was Tegan's mom. I almost made that my Instagram handle. And I was like, what? Wait, like, who am I? What do I like? What do I enjoy? What makes me happy? Yeah, um, what's my name? <laughs> yeah, what is my name? Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. That, especially like if I, you know, I'm like, I just need a couple hours and then I do it. And how was it? Was it amazing? Yeah, it was amazing, except I, now I go back to my regular life and, you know, it's just, it's never. But you don't feel like fixed. Like I never no. felt like no, fixed No, you can't afterwards. fix something like... quickly like that that's developed over years. No, no, it's just a temporary like break, but there's no like fixed. Yeah. You need a habit. You need to develop a habit of taking care exactly. of yourself every day. And then once you get that habit, add another one and until you're like taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until you're not last on the totem pole. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so I just heard Rachel Hollis talk about this. Uh, oh, God. What did she say? So you have a glass vase, a flower vase, and it's full of water. And you're watering your family. You're watering your – you're tipping over and watering your husband. You're tipping watering your parents, your your kids, and you're just tipping and tipping and, and sharing your water until eventually it falls over and it shatters. And then what's it good for? Nothing. But if you – fill up the glass base and let the water overflow into the other glasses, then everyone is full. Yes. Complete. Wow. Oh, I that's a that. great visual. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. yeah. I just felt like, I'm, like, I'm going to give her credit. Obviously, her. Yeah. But, Props to Rachel Hollis. Wow. That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. You have I to take care of your like yourself. No one else is going to. Yeah. But by taking care of yourself, you're also taking care of everyone else. Yeah. Exactly. That, that visual of like, the vase filling up and then just overflowing into all of the other vases like is just it's a powerful image mm-hmm. it is yeah because there's two different ways to do it and that one is obviously more successful well guys yeah. i hope your cups overfloweth exactly. <laughs> every day same to you ladies every and same day. to you all of you smart mamas listening yeah all the smart mamas <laughs> listening to this we but i do remember i remember Lacey. uh my first beach vacation i was like you with the books would just like knock up three or four books on vacation. And the first beach vacation we went to, I brought a book and thought, you know, we could like take turns watching our daughter, you know, like 15 on, 15 off. No, I opened that book one time, closed it. And I was like, okay, this is my life now. I just, yep, I, mm-hmm. yep. I you just, can't even yeah. like read yeah, on an airplane because you're trying no. to like entertain a kid. Even if like it's a like, darker flight and the kid falls asleep, you can't turn the light on mm-hmm. because it'll wake them up. So it's like you just, it's like you just, I know. Stuck. It, uh-huh. I always think about it like when they're laying on you when they're a baby and they fall asleep and you're trapped because like you can't get up and go to the bathroom. So you're just laying there like, so when are you waking up, kid? Because that <laughs> happened to me the other day. Like, my, and Ben's almost two, so he like always naps in his crib and everything. But this particular day, he just wanted to nap on me, and I'm like, "Oh, I love it! Perfect, keep Bring it coming." On. I love Except it. Except mm-hmm. then I had to pee, <laughs> and so I literally sat in the chair contemplating just peeing in my pants as to not disturb him. No, the snuggles are so good; mm-hmm. those are so good. Yeah, so I don't, I don't hate it, but I also was just like, "But you gotta take care of you. What do I do?" I- So I remember being on maternity leave with my second and maternity leave with my first was like different because it was just a different season and I had like more opportunities to like get out of the house and and 
visit with more people. And second one was like in the middle of the winter and we were just kind of stuck at home. Not, not quite like this now, but you know, I just like, there's all of these feelings of like, okay, the baby's asleep. Now I can do blah, 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 blah. And I just finally had to give myself permission to just like, this is my maternity leave. And this is my job right now is to just let this baby sleep on me and just enjoy it. And giving myself permission to do that was just an awesome thing. So yeah, those baby snuggles are so great and they don't last forever, Mm -mm. unfortunately. Mine are gone, but she's, I've created a snuggle monster. She loves to snuggle, but she's six years old now and she'll like lay on me and she's like a heavy, but it's so good. She's still she's like a big me. dog. Yeah, exactly. They can always like find your bladder, especially when it's full. Mm. Like mm-hmm. they can always just like manage to put their knee there. <laughs> a thousand percent. Totally. And I feel like, do you guys, so Crystal, you have Tegan and I don't know if she has like multiple like personalities where she's sour and she's sweet, but mm-hmm. Lacey, do you find that one of your kids is like more loving than the other one? I think there's yes and no. I think that there's one who is lovey and one who is not, but sometimes they flip. So it's not always the same kid each day and it's not always the same kid each like season. So Over the winter, we just had my, he was three going on four, and he was just like in those terrible threes, the the three-nager, the tantrums, you know, and my like, at that point, 18-month-old was just the sweetest, sweetest little girl, reliable sleeper. She listened to what you, you know, like for the most part, listened to what you said, like, you know, was like directable and, and it was great. And now they've flipped where my four-year-old is just trying to really be very sweet. And he's always like coming up to me and say, mommy, can I feel a baby? Can I feel your tummy? And he just wants to snuggle and he's sweet and he like is following instructions more. And then now we've got a little terrible two who just like, just does whatever she wants. She's very stubborn and independent. And so she's got like this little stool that she carries around the house and she just helps herself to whatever she wants at this point. Like we have to hide the stool. Yeah, exactly. We have to hide the stool if we don't want her to get anywhere because it's like, oh, like she, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, you know, you put the like cookies that you just baked at the very back of the counter and she brings she like just goes and finds the stool in another room drags it over there climbs up on the counter and just helps herself and yeah so i, I think it, but she's gonna be good in life because <laughs> yeah. she's gonna be very oh yeah she's very she's resourceful and independent like she can yeah she can just she can get in the refrigerator now she can do whatever she wants she can um, be a world leader Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like they, especially the second one, they just learn everything faster because they see yeah. the other one doing it. Um, but yeah, And they have like- access to more stuff. Like, we didn't have those tools when yeah, you'd our oldest was, yeah, exactly, when our <laughs> oldest was that age. And so they have, like, access to more, like, stuff that's their size that they can utilize. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, I agree. I don't know. What do you think, Ellen? Do you think, like, is one of yours more like sweet and lovey than the other or do they kind of flip-flop? No, one of mine is definitely more loving and I can't remember like Ben is so loving. He's cuddly. He always hugs me and kisses me and says, mommy on, puts his head on me. Like he just loves to be 
he's just very affectionate. And I can't remember Michael at his age because I was like 39 weeks pregnant and about to give birth, but I really truly don't think he was ever this affectionate with me. He was always like daddy, 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 daddy. And now like boys love daddy. I know in small moments now he will like hug me if I make him, but then it's quick. It's very (laughs) fleeting. Whereas Ben is not. But Ben definitely just like yours, because he's a second kid has learned everything quicker. Like he literally, I will turn around. He has found the remote control for the TV. He turns it on. He speaks into it and asks for Blippi by himself. He's 18 (laughs) months old. (laughs) He can do everything by himself. He does not need help with anything. He has figured it out from watching Michael. And sometimes I turn around. I'm like, what? How did you get there? You know, like he just (laughs) helps himself just like your daughter does. Yeah. 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 Very resourceful. On your story today, Ellen. Your kid was in the sandbox. And- yes. When you well, said he's, he's like a not cat, naked. that was hilarious. <laughs> well, I go, at least he's not naked. The next story part was he was naked in the sandbox. I was like, oh shit, I spoke too soon. He's like a, a cat in a litter box. He literally, like he, that child, both of them, both of them, literally today, I'm standing inside watching them play. And my neighbor, who is never in his backyard ever, walks by, of course, today with his wheelbarrow. He's doing work. And my two children are butt naked in my backyard and standing in the sandbox, screaming hello at the man with their wieners hanging out. And I'm like, (laughs) sir, and I'm screaming at them and my dogs are barking. I'm like, this is the trashiest household in the entire neighborhood probably right now. Like, sir, I'm so sorry. And he's trying not to make eye contact. They're telling him a story. He's like, oh, cool. Like looking away because they're butt naked, swinging it around. And I just oh, couldn't we, be bothered. We live in the country, so we have the uh, outside potty. Same, but we don't live in the country. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah we have the outside potty, but then like we go into the into town for something. And I think I've even told the story on the podcast where we went to like this major like we went to this ice cream shop, and it was on this major intersection of like two highways and my son who was probably like two and a half at that time stands up in the bushes, like in their like beautiful, like curated, beautifully planted flower bed (laughs) in the front of the, like in this parking lot and just like whips it out and pees in the middle on this like highway intersection, full view of like hundreds of people. And it was awesome. Yeah. He just (laughs) fertilized it. It's fine. So do you just yeah, let him go totally or do cool. you like break stream? What'd you do? I, yeah, I, my husband was like, just let him go. And I like grabbed him and he stopped. And then like we ran over to the bathroom and then he went, but I probably should just let him go. And like, I just let it go shield like, him somewhere. <laughs> whatever. You know, it's a boy. It's a little boy. Everybody knows little yeah. boys just pee on everything. They're like dogs. Well, ladies, we're kind of reaching a certain point in our podcast episode tonight. So yeah. How's everybody? What's everyone got going coming forward here? Whole bunch of nothing. We're still on lockdown for a while. So I'll be out of work. I'll be just hanging out, me and my sandbox, my litter box children. And we're going to find out uh, the gender of Lacey's baby soon. Yeah, we are. Because it's going to pop whether she likes it or not. What's the yes. countdown? Or wait, wait, what is it? six, seven days? Mother's Day. Soon. Yeah, soon. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so we'll see what happens and uh we will this episode will air after baby comes out, but um, you know, keep an eye on the Facebook page and Instagram for stories and we should give our own Instagram pages too so people can follow along if they yeah. like. Wait, Lacey, final 
answer. What do you think you're having? Um, I'm going to say a boy. What does Michael think you're having? He, I, I think he thinks it's a boy, but he was smart enough. So we like came up with lists of like baby names and I came up with just a boy's list <laughs> and he came up with a boy's and a girl's list. So at least he's like got his bases covered and I'm kind of all in on the, on the boy train here. And it's what about you boy? You think it's going to be a boy, Crystal? Oh yeah, totally. What do you think your kids are? What do your kids think it's going to be? So... I don't know. It's hard to say. Owen, we've talked about this before, keeps referring to the baby as a she because he has, I think, a little sister. But then he keeps saying that he wants a baby brother. And Hazel just kind of says whatever Owen says. So sometimes she'll be like, I want a sister. And then sometimes she'll be like, I think it's a, bo- a brother. And so I don't know. They so don't we'll know. see if the fortune teller <laughs> was right. If it's a yes. boy, then the lady was right. Yes. And That's crazy. My son's like favorite response. So if you were to ask him, if we were to bring him down here right now and ask him, what is mommy having? He would say, we have to wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) That's so smart. That is, that is his like standard answer. And then you have to, you have to press him to find out like what, and he's like, well, I'd like a brother, but we have to wait and see. So (laughs) I think it's a boy. Okay. So votes are in for boy. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you guys before we wrap up the funniest thing. So I'm sitting on the couch the other day, like totally did not prompt this at all. Michael, he's three. He turns to me and goes, mommy, I'd like a new brother. I said, (laughs) you mean you want to return Ben? And he goes, no, no, I love Ben. Don't be silly. I just want another one. And I said, oh, okay. And he goes, "Mm, never mind. I'd like a sister this time. And I want to name her Rihanna. I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's quite like detailed. That's a tall (laughs) order. Yeah. I know. I'm like, where did you even come up with that name? He doesn't have anybody in his class named Rihanna. Like, we don't watch Rihanna anywhere. I don't know where he got that from. But Mike and I always say if we had a little girl ever, we would name her Brianna. Oh. And I'm like, well, oh. this is creepy. So he was like <laughs> telling me all morning. I'm like, listen, you got to go talk to your dad about this, not me. <laughs> but he was like so specific about it. That's funny. That's weird. crazy. It's weird. Yeah. So I guess if we ever have a third kid and if it's a girl, we have to fulfill his dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So All right. Let's okay. wrap up. Lacey, if our listeners want to follow your story, what's your handles? So um, you can find me on Facebook uh, at Lacey, L-A-C-I, Lee, L-E-A. And then you can find me on Instagram at Miss Lacey Lynch. So M-S Lacey L-A-C-I Lynch L-Y-N-C-H. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at Hey Smart Mamas. Also Hey Smart Mamas on Twitter. And you can follow us on Facebook at Scrub Caps and Sippy Caps. Ellen, what about you? Um, on Facebook, I'm Ellen Loletta. And on Instagram, I'm Ellen Loletta. I'm very boring. <laughs> L-A-U-L- L-A-U-L-E-T-T-A. Got it. And where and- are you at, Crystal? I'm really boring too. Crystal Alber on Facebook and CM Alber on Instagram. Switching mm-hmm. it, it up there. I know. I need a good, seriously, if anybody can think of a good handle for me, I'm dying <laughs> to be creative and I just don't own Tegan's that. Mom. I don't own it. I, I'm going <laughs> to change Tegan's it. Not Tegan's mom. <laughs> Tegan's mom. We'll have <laughs> to have so our funny. listeners uh, send suggestions. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I like yours. Your guys are so cute. Mine's my name. What do you mean you like mine? <laughs> 
Mine's well, literally it's better, just my it's better than like CM Albert. I don't know. I stole mine from Rachel Hollis because she has she's Ms. Rachel Hollis, and I was like, oh, that's pretty smart. Mine yeah. used to be it, it breaks Mrs. it up a little bit because so like obviously people shorten my name from Ellen to L, and then um, my last name is Lolita, so L. So my handle used to be Mrs. MRS underscore ELL, Mrs. L, because it went both ways. Then I changed it because I got bored of it. So. Yeah. What do you go by with your friends, Crystal? Just Crystal or like something else? Mm-mm. Crystal. Tegan's mom. <laughs> Crystal, Tegan's mom. Crystal and Rick and Tegan's Crystal mom. And Rick. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you don't have a joint account. True. Instagram with True. Your husband. Because that freaks yes. me out sometimes because yeah. I don't know yeah. who I'm talking to. I know. I don't, like those. I don't like joint accounts. Sorry if anybody has one. Yeah. I, a lot of people do. I. It's not that I don't like them. I just get freaked out because I'm like, who am I talking to? Like, who do I address? If I were to message you, who do I speak to? Right. It's like well, when someone like... has eyes that look in two different directions. Where do you look? <laughs> well, but it's also like, which one of you is posting this? Like Exactly. Right. Yeah. It just and gets... which one of you cheated? Because seriously, that... <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think when that I see is okay, be the name of this episode. That is a perfect place to close. Who and I cheated. love it. That is going to be the name of the episode. Which one of you cheated? <laughs> You're a hundred percent on point because I uh-huh. said that to Mike the other day. I'm like, who here has the control issue and why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I love it. Oh my God. Katie, our editor. There it is. Which one of you cheated? <laughs> All okay. right. Okay. On our socials and uh, come back in a couple weeks. And please, while you're at it, go over to our iTunes and subscribe. That really helps us. And please leave us a review. A five star would be great. And uh, take care of yourself. Share with your friends. And we also really love to hear from you. So send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or hit us up at our email, scrubcapsandsippycups at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We've gotten some great feedback, some great ideas for new episodes from our listeners. And so we, we absolutely love hearing from you. And we'll give you a shout if you reach out to us. So thank you so much, Smart Mamas, and take care till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.